Welcome Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk the Dirty Dozen, Life Extension, and more with Olympic medalist and actor Danelle Leva. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, Fit Club. What's up, Fit Clubbers? We are back and chilling out to a little Khalid. I love it. Uh, we are joined by actor, Olympic medalist, Danelle Leva. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you guys for having me. Really appreciate it. Um, again, guys, my name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. And I'm joined by my co-host. What's up, guys? My name is TK Trinidad. You can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. And Danelle, where can they find you? Um... Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, like at the club. Home address. <laughs> um, honestly, you can find me at home playing video games or watching Hulu with my girlfriend. But also on social media, Instagram and Twitter. It's uh, Danelle J Leva, all one word. Half the women just tuned out when you said girlfriend. <laughs> thanks for, uh, thanks for that killing, one, right? yeah, killing it. <laughs> left it to the end, but uh, you know, yeah. I digress. <laughs> And uh, if you guys are in the chat, we appreciate you being there. We'll be uh, responding to your comments and questions. If you have any, that'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, let's kick it off with the first story. Um, latest in breaking, uh, the 2018 Dirty Dozen has been released. Um, the Dirty Dozen is a list of the worst fruits and vegetables according to their um, contamination with pesticides. I got scared. I thought I was going to be on the list. You're like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, there's so many. I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> that was a softball. Yeah, that was She's a like, softball. I'm going to let that one go. <laughs> Um, but topping the list is strawberries, um, also spinach, nectarines, apples, grapes. So really, I mean, the thing is bio-organic here. Jesus. Um, spinach? Yeah, spinach. Are you surprised by some of this? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, TK shakes her head. No, because, um, well, if you buy it in the grocery store, it's still kind of bad. But it's yeah. like if somebody's preparing it for you, that's why like when I go out and it, the fruit is just chilling yeah. And it's just people can breathe on it. It's very porous. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same thing with spinach. So I'm not surprised because like I've always been kind of like if somebody hands me an orange and it's yeah. already cut up, like I don't Well, eat I, it. I was yeah, I was surprised yeah, yeah. by the nectarine because the nectarine has a skin. Yeah, um, it's not. And, it's a it's very thin skin. And it? rounding out the dirty dozen are like celery and potatoes, which I would have thought, you know, wouldn't have been so bad. Um, yeah, I feel like no the potatoes makes a little more sense because it is like a root vegetable, so I yeah. guess that would make a little more sense. But like you're right, like nectarine things that have like yeah, the skin some of the skin you would think it's not. And guess what? They wash and peel these um, fruits and vegetables because they want to mimic what the average consumer does. Right. I don't, I don't know if I want to know all of this information. Like, yeah. Already, she <laughs> has already gotten in my. I know. I don't even want to know anymore. Well, the key is to just to, to buy organic. Right. Like so, at okay. the end of the day, it's like that's the way you can avoid it is buying organic. And well, they actually added the thirteenth hot peppers, which was really disappointing because I love hot peppers. And I right. never even think about really buying organic. Well, I think too with that is even if you buy organic, you're still going to get some type of. Thing floating around. Well, not pesticides, your... though. So this is like measuring the pesticides, and so that's what I'm really trying to avoid. Right. So yeah. what did you? What did you? What were you going to say that they washed them with? Um, no, they washed and peeled them as if you know, because normally we all just wash our vegetables right. and mm-hmm. fruit. So they, they did that in the study too. So oh. they're, they're finding that the pesticides are still on there, even oh, with wow. doing it as normal Americans would do. Yeah. Um, so the best way, if you're going to buy these and they're not going to buy organic, you need to rinse them for a full thirty seconds. Okay. Um, and they also found that if you Soak them in baking soda and water. That's sort of the best way to oh, get rid of it. I like that. That's good. But like really tedious. Like I just want to grab my fruit and stuff. Like, well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Get to it. I suppose. Um, but the <laughs> but the, I guess the positive side of it was that um, there's a clean 15, and topping the list for the clean 15 are avocados. Yeah. Um, so that's like my skin. yeah yeah. But that is one of my go-to's these days. Um, also on the list was pineapple, cabbage, onions. 
papayas, asparagus. So not some of the fun stuff, but hey, if you eat it, you're in good shape. Yeah. <laughs> asparagus, good. like, yeah, well, the asparagus is still, even though there's no official, like, layer on top of it, still mm-hmm. kind of a harder vegetable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so. But when you were training, like, how are you responding to, I guess, some of these new food rules that kind of pop up every day in terms of this is organic or this is the best today or the best tomorrow? How, how are you able to kind of navigate that? Well, to be completely honest with you, this is the first time I've ever heard of new food rules or anything. Because (laughs) especially when I was training, I really didn't, I didn't worry about any of that. Yeah. You know, like, they're a lot more strict for for the women's gymnastics, for Mm. sure. Because, obviously, you know, people, uh, we we already know the the culture and how awful it was for the women. But anyways, let's not talk about that now. Mm. Um, So, honestly, I I would never really worry about it. I just ate whatever I wanted in moderation, of course, yeah. because uh, if I started feeling too heavy, I would cut down, or if I f- didn't feel enough energy, I would you know, eat more. So there was never sort of like, oh, this new superfood is out, let me start filling my diet with like tart cherries or you know. No, definitely not. Well, okay, what were you going to say? You're the- oh, I was just going to say, especially like being an athlete, there's this thing that like there's a lot of superstition that goes into like being an athlete, and yeah. there's like a lot of things that like you're just like, well, I didn't do this last time, so yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to change anything. change your routine. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say? I find like the older athletes are the ones that get um, more strict with their diet. Yeah. But when you're like younger, because you said you started when you were, well, we looked up and said you started right. when you were 16. Like that oh, period no. of. I started when I was three. So you started when you were three. Yeah. So yeah. that period of time yeah. until you retired was the time. Like I remember when I was running track, I was eating. Like Caesar's oh, pizza, yeah, yeah. Like you know, I'm saying so. Your yeah, body, right. body, your metabolism yeah. is so high that you can afford to eat junk. Like Usain Bolt was eating chicken, mu- chicken McNuggets yeah. on the, during the Olympics. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I so. think, I think, but we, I think we're getting a little bit of that Tom Brady effect, where the younger athletes are now going, "Let me clean up my diet so that yeah. I can have this really long career." Right. For sure. Um, like even, well, I know Venus did it because of she had the syndrome, right. but she went vegan. But she was so like she, thirty. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But but then other younger athletes started doing it. So I didn't know if like some of that affects or leaks into mm. like uh, the Olympic Village or, you know, other yeah. Olympians. Or... Well, I mean, to be completely honest, it was really just more so me because yeah. my teammates on that were on the Olympic team, they were eating, like, super clean. You know, yeah. they, they were, like, really watching what they were eating and stuff. But, like, I wasn't just because yeah. I didn't... Like, I, I guess I just kind of knew... Also, being Hispanic, we eat a lot of different things. So yeah. we, we range our food choices from, like, vegetables to, like... Yeah. Deep fried almost, you know? yeah. so so there's a lot of stuff that I knew like okay I'm gonna stay away from this or I'm gonna eat more of that and that, and I feel like that kind of helped me not worry about it. Also, yeah. we were at the Olympics. I didn't want any like one more thing to have to, to worry think about. about yeah. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure you weren't eating like French fries and exactly yeah. fried was, chicken every night. Or exactly. Something like that. Yeah, I was gonna say growing up, how was your diet? Because you said you were homeschooled, so were most of your foods just like made and prepared in the home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. You so know, you were avoiding the process for the most part. Right, exactly. So it was like, a, yeah, we. I like rarely ate like fast food ever. Yeah. Well, you know? you're, 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 I'm guessing your mom cooked your meals and stuff like that, or my mom would cook every once in a while. Um, and, or actually, sometimes we would we would buy from restaurants, but like from Cuban restaurants yeah. or like Hispanic restaurants. Yeah. So it was like still like rice, beans, chicken, yeah, steak, yeah that you know, home cooked, like that. Exactly. yeah, yeah. That's the same in like with West Indian homes too. Like mm-hmm. yeah. we didn't really. My grandmother cooked our meals pretty mm-hmm. much every day. Yeah, I think that's why we probably got away with a lot more in terms of eating a lot and different ranges of food because yeah. it wasn't processed. You yeah, weren't getting exactly. all that junk all yeah. the time. Exactly. McDonald's was a treat. It wasn't a, a daily thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and in that same vein, we had this new study coming out from the Journal of Cell Metabolism um, talking about cutting down calories for life extension. Have you guys heard of this before? I haven't. No, but it makes sense in the long run. Because I was talking to somebody today in my, because I'm also, you know, vegetarian too, but talking to somebody today about like Roscoe's, right? Yeah. So Roscoe's, like back in the day, I used to do, I think it's called the Carol Seed. If you guys haven't been to Roscoe's, you need to go to Roscoe's. But it's like a Carol Seed, and it was two um, waffles, uh, chicken breast, and then I would add a wing and then cornbread. Oh, That's what ooh, I had. That sounds so good. But, <laughs> yeah. but I can't even. One, I can't even physically eat that anymore. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. two, like, just kill me now. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> right. when I, yeah, if I were to, so, I know, <laughs> like, if I were to go there, I would have like half a waffle yeah. naturally, because naturally, my if because my metabolism was not as fast as it was back then. Yeah, it's kind of like almost a switch. So yeah. to have like half a waffle, and I might have like a chicken wing and stuff like that. Mm. And it's like my body can't even eat that food, the amount of food that I was having before. And if yeah. you stay on top of it, it kind of makes sense that you do it naturally. Yeah, and so it, and it can extend your life just for, like, past a decade. Mm-hmm. And wow. so what they're finding out, well, they, in animal studies, they found that 25% reduction was effective. So they did the same study in humans, but I love it because none of the people were able to stick to 25% reduction in calories. Were they in but they averaged, yeah, <laughs> but they averaged 15%. <laughs> They averaged 15%, but the good news was they actually found a significant increase from the 15%. Right. Yeah. So you don't have to go that far in terms of your reduction for calories. And uh-huh. um, they looked at the, um, the, the uh, biomarkers of aging, mm-hmm. oxidative stress, um, looked at it in the urine, as well as different um, markers that they gauged against people that were um, cent- centenarians, 100 years old, 90 uh-huh. years old. And they found that both markers were reduced. And so it looks like if you cut your calories by 15%, not only will you lose weight, as um, participants lost 20 pounds the first year and maintained it for the second year, um, that you'll actually be able to extend your life. Wow, that's that's Is it worth it? I mean, (laughs) it feels like like some of these studies are uh, uh, common sense. Like, you feel like if you're, when you were a kid, you were playing more. Right. If you're an adult and you work nine to five, you're no longer as active. So therefore, it would behoove you to to maintain not even like a model figure, just to maintain you know being healthy to not eat as many calories because you're not going to be burning them. So it just seems like I get like I get it if you were not trained in that or you you know weren't in athletics or you know it wasn't around your family. I get where like it seems like a new study, but to me it's just like. But at least but at least you have a number to tie to it because you know before you're like you know what's the most effective way? Do I go a thousand calories? But use your baseline for what you normally eat and Mm -hmm. cut it by fifteen percent, and that's Mm -hmm. where you know you can kind of live for a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. it's just so funny. Like like piggybacking off of what you said, I was literally about to say like maybe I'm biased because I was an athlete, Mm -hmm. but like it's really easy to also maintain the calorie count low if you just maintain a, a specific type of exercise. It doesn't yeah. have to be an Olympic sport. Yeah. It's just, like, something, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I retired almost two years ago now, and my girlfriend goes to UCLA, so I'm there, like, all the time. And I actually play soccer, like, three, four times a week with, mm-hmm. like, the faculty and staff. And these are, like, older older men, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and they're they're out there, and they're, like, running for an hour and it's 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 a lot of fun and you can you can see like the difference between these guys and just like regular guys. Mm-hmm. So you haven't seen like a me- metabolic drop off because I know for me the first year 
after I wasn't playing water polo anymore, that was a tough year because mm. all of a sudden your activity level that was like you're twice a day and you know <laughs> and you could eat whatever you want, so you don't really change your eating habit. Yeah. But right. all of a sudden you're exactly. not doing it twice a day. Yeah. And, um, and people warn you, but you just always think it's it's almost like because you, you've done it your entire yeah, life. Yeah, it's almost so. like you're Superman and you've been Superman this whole yeah. time, and they're like, no, once you yeah. lose the cape, it's a wrap, and you're like, no, nah, I've been and, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I've got it. Yeah, because it's so second nature, you forget that that is the reason you're in such yeah. good shape. So did you find there was like Oh man, I I, I got to be a little bit tighter with my diet here. I'm not gonna lie, I did get like really paranoid. Yeah. Because like I knew, like, yeah. dude, I would train like six to eight hours a yeah. day almost, right? There's nothing you could eat that's gonna touch your body. But, yeah. yeah. Right. So like when I when I retired, I was like, okay, I need to like work out a bunch every single day as much as I can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I need to and I need to cut down on what I eat because like I would eat similar to like there was the portions that I would eat was. Insane, mm-hmm. yeah, insane. And now, like, even if I tried, I would, I would throw yeah. up. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's. I, I think we all wish that we can maintain. Like, I'm, I'm just trying to do two hours, like, just fit two workouts a day, yeah, and that's yeah. my, that's my normal, yeah. right? And it's just like we can't because adulting sucks balls. Yeah, um, but um, <laughs> it's just like you have to. Yes, very true. You have to kind of, you know, you have to figure out what works best for you. But yeah. it's the same thing. I think when I when I retired, you know, just you know, did the same thing, and then I think, and you don't even realize it. And then I was at a cottage one time with my boyfriend at the time, and they took a picture, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> that's, so, yeah. that's so bad yeah it's like oh, uh, oh okay noted like yeah. you know then you kind of alter it so it's like, just so funny I, I started doing so many different things I became so much more active which I think kind of led to me being so happy in my like post retirement yeah. life because like again I would play soccer randomly when I was still training but not much because obviously I was training but I started playing soccer a whole bunch more um, I started kind of taking these private um, like fighting lessons and like for like stunt fighting and stuff oh, like nice. that. Now I'm I like actually go to like a gym uh, to a Krav Maga gym. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm, I was gonna say so that transition is tough. So these are some of the things you did to kind of give you yourself some routine after mm-hmm. that. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly, and, and of course you know like uh, acting and stuff like that because. Having to go to auditions and stuff kind of cuts down your exercise time as well. You know? Yeah, like, of course. Having to figure out, like, you know, like how are you going to learn these lines or writing new content, you know, creating new content, which is kind of what I'm doing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that cuts in. and like Social says, media? Social media. Ha- has that transition been difficult um, from Olympian to actor? Because... Uh, by the end of it, it's probably second nature for you. You're jumping on these parallel bars. And it, it, it's got to be, by now, so easy, second nature. And then you go into this room, it's sort of a new a new thing. <laughs> As an actor, I know it's, you're kind of out of, like, mm-hmm. you yeah, know. Element. And, and you can't control it. There's no control. Yeah. Whereas in sports, you know, you either train and you do your job and, or you don't. But, I mean, it's it's interesting because, like, in a sense, you you can and you can't control either side because yeah. like in, in sports like you can you can train a whole bunch and all of a sudden some random thing happens mm-hmm. and yeah. then you can't control it but I feel that the same applies for entertainment like you kind of can't control it but at the same time you can depending yeah. on the amount of work you put in but that's like everything in life you know mm-hmm. like um, the transition was I think I'm not, I, I'm not going to say that I, I'm, I was on a high, like on a honeymoon of being retired because like I still feel it and every single day I'm more and more happy mm-hmm. with the choices that I made. Mm-hmm. I really felt like, I really feel like I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing and every single day I get up and even if I like 
don't have an audition or don't have anything to work on, I'm happy doing what I'm doing right now. Yeah. And you, you haven't suffered from any of this sort of feedback malaise because you get immediate feedback as a gymnast. With acting, you don't get, like, you can yeah. book the job and you not hear about it a month later, right. or you just never hear it at all. Yes. Yeah, yeah so has that been different? Oh, it has. It has for sure. Luckily, I have a really good, like, support system. Yeah. Like, not only my girlfriend, or, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> not only my girlfriend, but also, like, I have, like, really good amount of friends out here that are also actors. Mm-hmm. Good, yeah. And they're just, like, really honest but really supportive and that's yeah. kind of like what you need in life I think yeah, yeah I think after you're, as long as you're working on like the little things as far as what type of actor you want to be mm-hmm. I think once you get either one the adrenaline rush that you had before because that's what transitioned me like that's what I then when I did CrossFit football mm-hmm. all these other things is like that little bit of a adrenaline rush was still there that made me excited about whatever I was doing and then you're learning something new I think that's the great thing about being um an athlete and having several years into it and then you know essentially being an Olympic athlete and kind of putting in that time that you can apply to yourself I mean I was talking about Ronda Rousey and this whole WWE thing and I was like the fact that we doubted this woman like she made it to the Olympics out of everybody in America and came in third out of everybody in the world and then she did USC and she made it to that point it's like the fact that we doubt her that she didn't put in the work for that like how do we doubt her to put in work for something else so it's kind of like it's the same it's the same thing so that's the great thing about you know being in athletics the other thing that I did also was that like I believe that as a human being we never stop learning and mm-hmm. a person who thinks that they have reached their peak of like oh I know everything they start dying they yeah yeah. or they're psychopaths and <laughs> you know have uh, uh, they're egomaniacal and they have like a serious yeah. issue <laughs> oh boy <laughs> or, uh, no but I'm serious yeah. you know like I know I personally know people like that so I'm saying that. oh wow um, it's just that like you're always learning and that's like one of the first things that I that I kind of I made a goal to immediately start taking acting classes and immediately start learning mm-hmm. things about this world that I'm that I'm in now, you know, and 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 it's really helped. I'm I'm currently at uh, Upright Citizens Brigade. Oh yeah, I used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm taking improv classes there. I did my first show, and that adrenaline rush. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that adrenaline rush. It was there for sure. Yeah, like you're you're about to go on stage, and you feel like almost like you're oh. about to. It's I when I was did did my first beauty pageant. I was mm-hmm. in heels in the back, and I was like, I yeah. felt like I was about to step in the locks. Yeah. Like that. It's definitely I definitely, and I think somebody's is this your girlfriend or is it somebody else? Where in the chat? We asked yeah. No, it's okay. Not. Uh, right. But hi. <laughs> All right, just just checking. <laughs> who, who, who's in the chat? Uh, Tangled five five. Oh well, thank hi, you. Tangled five five. Thank yeah. you for joining us. <laughs> and I, I was going to say, I, I guess it was twenty eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, you suffered a chin injury. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was at World Championships. I and was. So, it was the last event, um, for the all around. Yeah. Last event, and I would if I would have hit the routine, I would have gone like second. Or third, mm-hmm. and I ended up hitting my chin on the bar. <laughs> but you came back and got gold for Palo bars. Yeah, right? like three days later. So, so has that prepared you for acting in terms of? Uh, and then, how did you get through that? How do you mentally drop when you know things go wrong, and then having to go look? I got to get back up, and I got to start this next thing. It's so funny because like that that has, I mean, that's just one example of my career in gymnastics. Mm-hmm. But to be completely honest, my entire gymnastics career has been you know, get down, get back up, fall down, get back up yeah. all the time, you know? And and I feel like that's a, a slight advantage that I may have 
uh, in this world um, because like whatever get 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 mm-hmm. knocked down get back up it doesn't yeah. matter you know um, another thing is the fact that being an athlete and you guys will both know if you do something off they're not going to be like hey so maybe try it they're just like that was bad do it do it again <laughs> yeah. or whatever you know like that's something that I that I'm prepared for so if there's like enter ever a, a director or anything be like hey that was like that was garbage do it again yeah. be like alright cool yeah. it's it again. not an issue you know, like, yeah, yeah. You, you take criticism if you had if you had great coaches and not the ones where you know somebody who has talent and they're just kind of you know mm-hmm. allowing them if you had great coaches that you know wanted to see you excel mm-hmm. then you're able to take coaching well and that's mm-hmm. kind of the again exactly. I, I guess I'm yeah. preaching athletics too much but it's yeah. just you learn you learn so many little things that yeah. You don't even realize you're learning until you're out of it and you're now in the business world or you're now and in now the world. And now it applies. And yeah. now it applies and it's not an issue to you. But for some reason, somebody who's, you know, they've been kissing their, you know, butt right. for a long time, they take issue to it when somebody's like, exactly. you should do this. Right. So it's like just another day in the... It's funny. I was yeah. I was filming uh, an audition. I was putting an audition on self-tape and I asked uh, a friend of mine to come over. She, We had met on a short film that we did. And I was like, yeah, like, would you mind helping me read? And she was like, yeah, okay, great. And she kept giving me notes, and she's like, "I'm so sorry." And I was like, "No, thank yeah. you. Like, like, I, I need, need you. I yeah. need you to tell me what mm-hmm. I'm doing. I need, you know." And she's like, "Okay, okay, cool. Like, I just don't want you to." F-. I'm like, "No, man, just tell yeah. me. Yeah. If you see something wrong, tell me." Because yeah. how do I grow and how do exactly. I learn? Yeah. It's it's exactly. it's critical. It's some um, good criticism versus exactly. something like you know something that you can't change. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you're you're hefty. Like, well, dude, <laughs> dude in, in five minutes, I can't do anything about that. Like, Thank you for that light yeah. note. <laughs> no. Like, look in the mirror. I already yeah. know that. Thank you. Appreciate it. But, you know, it's something yeah. that where you can actually critique yeah, and exactly. change, yeah. then that's helpful. Exactly. Right? <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you uh, about the importance of staying prepared. Okay. Um, I know, so 2016, you were an alternate to this team. So you, you get a silver in parallel bars um, and on the high bar, but you were an alternate to this team. So you almost yeah. missed out on these silvers. Um, how did you, I guess, go about taking that role seriously? Because you don't know if you're going to make it. You have to train as if you are. Well, it was literally what we were talking about. Get knocked down, get back up, you know? And I, I, four weeks, so, okay, there's two main competitions to qualify on the Olympic team. There's the national championships Mm -hmm. and then the Olympic trials. Four weeks before the national championships, I had an incident where um, one of my two family dogs they, they got into a fight with each other. My mom was there, so I went in to try and separate them. Mm-hmm. And the one that I grabbed bit my leg twice. Wow. Mm. Right. That. Like. Four weeks. Yeah. Four weeks. I literally couldn't move my foot. Like, I couldn't train at all oh for two and a half weeks. Like, what are the odds? You're just thinking to yourself, like. Literally, the only thought I was like, really? Now? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, not that. Ah, yeah. Thought. No, I was just like, really? Now? Yeah. Does that you call yourself now? a friend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah. Like. I can show you guys a picture. It's kind of boring. <laughs> but it's just like the picture of me in the hospital with my leg all like chewed. And like I was smiling. I was like, eh, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, eh, it's don't Life worry goes about on. it. Yeah. yeah. And that, that kind of played a role into the fact that like, you know, I went to nationals. Again, I competed with my leg wrapped. Mm-hmm. Went to the Olympic trials. I competed, had a great com- competition. They didn't select me. But I was like, whatever, let's just yeah. keep going. Mm-hmm. I pretended. I, I imagined. I more so envisioned myself already on the Olympic team. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm, yeah. I'm on the team. I'm on the team. Yeah. And then, again, unfortunately, like I said, you have control, but you don't have control. One of my teammates, John Roscoe, hurt his knee at the very last camp right before going to uh, to Rio. Yeah. 
just a, like a week or two. Right and this entire we, time you're training with them as if you're going as well, and then... Well, yeah, we went yeah. back, everyone went back home to train, and then yeah. we all went to, we met up at this camp. So while you're an alternate, you're back home training? Yeah. Okay. Everyone. Is that optional, or you have to do that? No, yeah, everyone kind of trains uh, and on you, their own. And you have to keep your motivation up going... Yeah. Okay, anytime, yeah, yeah. I just have to be ready regardless. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. I didn't, I didn't even think about, like, I have to be ready. I just literally thought that I was competing. Like, I just, yeah. in my mind, I was like, I wasn't an alternate. Yeah. I was on the team and <laughs> yeah. I was going to compete. Always yeah. be prepared. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And so, you know, this happens, unfortunately, at, at this last uh, national team training camp. And they select me on the team. And then, we're, you know, like you said, we go to the Olympics and I, I come back with two silvers. Wow. Now, with the Olympics um, in Rio, there's a whole, maybe six months up to it as far as living conditions and the water and all that other stuff. Did you find um, there were any issues with you and your teammates as far as, you know, did you guys bring your own food or did you prepare a certain way or was the Olympic Village, you know, you guys were well taken care of? Here's, here's my thing. So, first of all, I was in, I fell in love with Brazil. I fell in love with Rio. I fell in love with the people, with the culture, with the food. It was amazing. I can't wait to go back. My th- issue, though, is that it's kind of funny how a South American country has a couple problems, mm-hmm. and we bring up all these problems, but then in London, we had problems mm-hmm. where literally my, my team in the apartment building where we were staying mm-hmm. got flooded, like flooded, like wow. pipes burst, and we had <laughs> to move to a different, like completely move to a different mm-hmm. uh, apartment, and... During the Olympics, it's like you have years to you have years to prepare that. for yeah. this. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. that's my issue. That. There's always there's always problems. There's always going to be you know like the situation. Like they literally have just built an entire village mm-hmm. for people, and there's obviously going to be issues. It's new construction. There's new construction and new buildings, and they take like you said years and years and years. Yeah, you know, um, I ha- I I had no problems with Rio. I literally I fell in love with it. I would actually at some point in my life like to maybe buy an apartment in that village because the the community that was built around it as well mm-hmm. it was amazing they have a skate park they have like i don't know how many uh little soccer like fields like tennis courts it was beautiful and besides yes. it's like right next to the beach so <laughs> you can't go wrong right exactly. a lot of uh String bikinis. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not going to answer. I have a girlfriend. Another, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, another subject. Another subject. Right. Um, but you have this production company now that you started, Parallel Entertainment. Yes. Um, obviously an ode to, to what you've done in, yeah. <laughs> in the gymnastics world. Yeah. Um, what kind of spurred this about, and what do you guys want to do um, with this production company? So um, I'm a really big believer of like making your own content as well and and creating your own things and and kind of I guess helping people as much as you would like them to help you you know what I mean especially Mm -hmm. in this industry I feel like if you if you pay attention to people that are really successful you can see that they're always in a group like look at Adam Sandler's movies it's always the same people Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. uh same you know like you always see like Kevin James, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always the same group. Same thing now with like Judd Apatow. You always see the same mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Issa Rae and exactly. yeah, yeah. You always, <laughs> always see the same people. And I feel like that's that's the the secret of this industry. You have to grow together. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and go on. Sorry. I was just saying, like, I feel like the people that don't see that, the people who try and just like grow by themselves and start like stepping on the people who help them get up there, mm-hmm. stay here and mm-hmm. then drop. Yeah. yeah. 
So what were you saying? Yeah, I was I was saying that. Um, now nah, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was saying that when you have uh, people like growing growing together. Um, no, I can't can't remember. <laughs> It'll come back. So I created yeah. this this production company with you know, he's my manager, but we're we're like really good friends. Yeah. And and we speak sometimes as manager and client, we speak sometimes as friends, we speak sometimes as business partners. And so we were like, Hey man, let's let's create let's yeah. create this company. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, Yeah, it's a great idea. And, and yeah, we we have a couple things in in development right now. You know, it's 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 going well. I mean, obviously, we just we just opened it recently, so yeah. it's not going to be immediately successful. But yeah. nothing ever is. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. amazing. That's awesome. And so that that what's your vision for? What do you see 10, 20 years down the road? Sincerely, yeah. um, similar to what um, Dwayne Johnson has, has done. You know, oh, that, like some rock. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Seven Bucks Production. That's yeah, his, yeah. that's his, and that's family. So yeah, his, that's what I'm saying. His ex-wife is um, not only his manager; she uh, is the executive producer on most of his movies. When they got divorced, she actually, you know, they're still friends. They co-parent, and that's when she started. She she saw him in that fairy tale yeah. thing on Disney, and she's like, "You have something here." And then she's the one who spearheaded. He's also oh, he's wow. often said that if it wasn't for her, he wouldn't be yeah. where he is right now. And then her brothers. On projects too, he was one of the executive producers of the last movie. I'm sure his daughter's doing some stuff yeah. as well. So it's kind of keeping it in the house. And then what I was gonna say, stuff that I forgot, is that the people that you grow with, you know what they're capable of, yes, and true. they don't want to let you down. Like exactly. your true friends or your true associates, they don't exactly. want to let you down because if you are rising with your production company, therefore, if you have several movies, you're gonna use those people because you yeah. know that they're gonna work and they're not gonna cost you money to rework something. So right. it makes sense. And They'll make money. We'll make money, mm-hmm. and then you know I'll I'll do some projects and have and use them. They'll do some tra- projects and use you know it's like, like teamwork is the key. Exactly. It's right. always it's the all key. what it is. Yeah. It's all what it is. Yeah, you should, and because in Hollywood, it's like you have somebody like you were saying in the beginning. You have somebody who says that they can do something, and there's nothing worse mm-hmm. than somebody that they say they can do something, and, then, and one they don't do it, or or two the worst they do it, and you're like, like what, what is, is this? Uh, what am I supposed <laughs> to do with this? Exactly. So it's just like it's way better to you know. Again, if you have good friends or good associates that you know that they're actually going to work yeah. and do the work, and you know you could you don't mind paying them that extra yeah, bump exactly. because because you know what you're going to get, you, yeah, you know yeah. the quality. You're about and to there's see. also this other amazing thing that's happening right now in the world is that we have amazing stories. Yeah. People like us, we mm-hmm. have amazing stories mm-hmm. that haven't been told yet. Mm-hmm. They're starting to get told. Yeah, but now we're telling we're, like. We're and like, we can hey, tell we them regardless. Yeah, yeah we like, can. T- we got it. Yeah. We're gonna tell our own story. Yeah. Like, I know you think you know, <laughs> yeah. what but you we, don't. But you don't. But you actually don't. So, I feel like that was another reason why I was like, you know what? Like, I I have I have a good story. Mm-hmm. I can think of great people and and stuff like that. Let's tell these stories. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. One, um, are you? Do you have plans, or do you now go back into your community, whether it's in Florida or Cuba, and are doing something athletic-wise? Or in the stories that you tell, I'm assuming it's not going to be, you know, the stereotypes that, you know, we see portrayed <laughs> of us. It's going to be a different light. Like, that's yeah. what I like about a lot of the shows that are that are on now in the movies. It's like you see, I'm going to say for black women, you're not mm-hmm. seeing the angry black woman. Yes. Yeah, you're yeah. seeing it's different so faces of them. Like, they could be this. They can be that. And it's not a, a stereotype of it. Yeah. So, you know, one, are you doing anything athletic-wise for the kids? And then two, like, what are your projects like, kind of looking like? I always try to... Um, get back 
and and like even if it's literally just to like visit kids and 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 help out with anything like i i i don't really like to like charge or anything especially mm-hmm. when it, it you're you're dealing with like kids because honestly that's the reward and it's not even a, re- a reward for me it's for them because mm-hmm. that's that's really what it is so i try not to make the like those little things i do like public i don't because right again i don't do, i don't do it so that people be like oh did you see anything? no like i do it for them you know and um so yeah i, I do try and, and help out because i remember i remember what, when i was growing up and i was watching and i was like man like i i want to be that like that person mm-hmm. and i remember at one point i think it was after 2011 that i was telling my mom that it's like yeah it was so crazy like you know I was able to compete with like these people that I that I like watched and I wanted to be like and she was like you you realize that you're one of them now right mm-hmm. and I was like whoa like, yeah because you know, people then, are watching you yeah. wanting yeah. to be like you yeah and then when I see these little kids like come up to me and they they like you know you see it in their faces mm-hmm. you're just like wow like I want to do this more for for people like that you know yeah what I mean? and Especially they can coming s- from Miami because like they're seeing themselves in yeah you. they actually I was see say, someone that looks like exactly. them yeah which is not hasn't hasn't been the case and so, uh, of course they're not saying that you know it's gonna be like trying to take over certain things but it's just nice to see but it's not yeah. about that it's it's about representation exactly. and I mean it's so, it's so funny and so coincidental that the stories that have been told like Get Out mm. and Black Panther and all of these amazing uh, stories with people of color have have like what 99% on Rotten Tomatoes and things mm-hmm. like that you know it's like the stories that from people that look like us are obviously they will make money right yeah. And, they're, and we believe that they're a true reflection of us, and that's right. why we're like, oh, this is what yeah. a great story. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I relate to this. Or the, the, the underlining where, you, I, I love it with, with Get Out, when I went like with a, a multicultural uh-huh. bunch of people that were in the studio, or in the audience, and it's like, all the black folks, or the minorities are laughing at certain things, because you know, we know. Yes. And yeah. then the white folks are laughing they're at like, something else, huh? and I'm like... <laughs> yeah, like you know, it's just one of those things that, like, yeah. of course, like, like like what I was asking you with your mother cooked for you. It's like one of those things that if mm-hmm. you're um, from an immigrant family, yeah. mm-hmm. your your story, your American story is always slightly different than yeah. from somebody who, even whether they're black, white, or whatever, like born and raised two or three generations. Yeah. So yeah. it's always a slightly different story. And you know, the immigrants are not necessarily represented because you know exactly. somebody's and, trying to kick us out. <laughs> and, and, and are you gonna? plan to tell your story because it's a pretty inspirational story mm-hmm. um, and so play I have, yourself <laughs> I have two <laughs> I have two different ideas like yeah. I, I was I was on this dance show uh, on, yeah we saw it Mira aquí en Bahia yeah exactly ah. on, on <laughs> um, so and with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> he was so proud <laughs> so, <laughs> so while I was on that show I had a friend of mine uh, kind of just film like the behind the scenes mm. so that's one of the things that we have in development like I just kind of had like the behind the scenes where I was kind of telling what was going on. I was telling um, why I retired. I was telling what I'm doing now. Yeah. And I'm kind of making like a docu series. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things. And then the other thing is a secret. I'm not gonna talk about. Um, <laughs> the porn will be out in August. <laughs> Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Who knows? She, she might be, might in be there. No. featuring. Um, He's like, no, UCLA is. <laughs> but there was. Uh, Oh man, there was something I was gonna say, and I, I'm losing it right now. Dude, see, I'm sitting uh, docu series, secret you can't tell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what were we dancing? talking about before? Oh, telling your own story—the story you're gonna tell your own yes, story. Yes, yeah. that. Thank you. But like a fictionalized, or not fictionalized, but 
uh, yes, actually, it's yeah. kind of the sto- yes, that's kind of the secret. But anyways, oh. um, <laughs> no, Edit, but, cut. no, but it's good because he figured it out. I didn't say yeah. okay. Um, the thing is that like my story, yeah, is very unique and it's very like inspirational. My mom at twenty seven took my sister and I out of Cuba by herself with the help of my grandparents who were in Miami. Yeah. And, you know, like, we, we like forged documents, and we flew to Peru, and we were only supposed to be there a week. We ended up staying six months, finally somehow got to, to the United States. But that story, it's different from a lot of immigrant stories, mm-hmm. but it's still a story that is relatable. Like, mm-hmm. there's yeah. still so many people in this country that would be like, oh, yeah, my mom also, or mm-hmm. my dad also, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's super important, because if we can tell stories like that, people, first of all, people are we're actually going to know who we are. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to humanize this story, exactly. like humanize people that we sometimes demonize. Yes. Well, I, th- I think being in immigration half the day today, um, <laughs> re- people don't realize that the the process through immigration is not as easy as people think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You just don't <laughs> fill out some paperwork and then mail. Yeah, they still do mail. Yeah. Like, yeah. mail it in and then you wait for five years and then... Well, you, yeah. Said, well, you yeah. said 20... Yeah, 20, yeah, yeah. 20, 2018. You wait for five years and then, you know, may or may not... It's, it's just, it's not a straightforward process yeah. and I don't think and people understand it. Yeah, and then over. even, you know, you talk about DACA and the Dreamers and stuff like that. It's just kind of like, okay, you know, they did a skit. I don't know if you guys saw SNL, but it was the perfect skit. It was like a... a it was a board game life and there was a DACA version and she was she was a dreamer and it's like okay well you're a dreamer they want to send her back to Honduras and in that process you you don't have papers to work but we need you to find money to pay for a lawyer and if you can't do that then it's just all these loopholes and it's just kind of like okay I understand you want people to and do it the right we, way, we but... Even, we won't even talk about all the things you have to do to, to even be qualified as a right. DACA enrollee. You mm-hmm. know, school and how many years, you, no yeah. background checks. Under like, 30 yeah. and all this stuff, so, yeah. A, a litany of things, but I think that's a reflection of where we are in the country, and I think mm-hmm. part of it is going to be the artistry that we tell, because I think yes. the arts and entertainment industry are kind of leading the broader sort of yes. awakening. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I think a lot of times we tell these stories through art and people go, oh, I understand yeah. now. There's at least a little, like you could never, like for instance, I can never be in your position, mm-hmm. but there's at least an empathy there. Right. Yeah. And that's what I think we all as a human race mm-hmm. currently in America are, is mm-hmm. lacking at the moment. Yeah. So it's like, you and know. And you know, I don't know if that's necessarily true because I, I, I do hear a lot of these sort of stories of empathy, but We're in the, LA, the other stories tend to be a little bit louder. <laughs> and, no, and then you don't know if it's just because like the people on my Twitter feed are the people I like. Yeah. You know? <laughs> LA is a different, LA is a... But the good thing, I don't know if you guys saw um, the interview that Jay-Z did with Oh yeah, yeah. That's so good. Yeah, where he he kind of spoke about that. It's you know it's kind of good that we're in this position right now. Mm-hmm. That a lot of people in the world, you know, they're like with the times, and we see the people who are not, and we can yeah. like call mm-hmm. them out and be like, oh, okay, obviously you aren't up with the times. That's good, but we do need to somehow, I guess, help them understand, bring them like, to the times with yeah. us. Because right? <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it's not. If we just like get angry at them for not knowing, like yeah. that's we're basically doing the same thing there. Right. Yeah. We need to definitely educate them and, yeah. and help them understand. I know yeah. some people aren't going to want to understand, right. yeah. and then we can just not talk yeah. to them at it, all. Yeah, 
but just to pretend like it's it's whether it was your family member yeah, that got exactly shot or yeah. your family member that is in like about to be deported. Exactly. Like, sometimes I think it's I think a little bit of both sides having to press the reset button. Sometimes, exactly. like like for me, I know sometimes I'll come to a situation with my baggage from my past, mm-hmm. and so you have to say, wait, even though they're ignorant, let me be have grace for that ignorance mm-hmm. rather than bring in the ignorance I've experienced the last you know twenty right. years and go, hey, all on you. Yeah. you know? I always just so, say I'm just gonna say you're having a bad day. Like I'm yeah. just for for <laughs> your sake and my sake, I'm just gonna give you that. L like you're having a bad day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 not it's sometimes it's not even it's not even worth it. Like it's you yeah, it's definitely an understanding. But with stories like yours, you know, again it'll it'll put it out there and mm-hmm. hopefully and, it'll And how much of the story is over because you've done so much at such a young age, so you could you don't go to twenty twenty, but could you be there at 2024, 32? No, no, no. God, no. Right, no that, you, you'll still be young. Tom Brady's 40. You know, no, no, no. You'll still be young. Gymnastics is insanely uh. hard. But um, I will be at the 2018 Youth Olympics oh, okay, as good. an athlete role model. Oh, yes. nice. Okay, I got awesome. selected, and it's actually really amazing because that's something, you know, that you can be a part of that's kind of like a full Olympics, mm-hmm. just you know, for younger people, and you can help make this impact, you can help, um, I guess, shape people and kind of just experience and be a part of seeing who's going to be who, you know what I mean? And that's amazing, and I can't wait, especially since it's in uh, Buenos Aires, in Argentina. Oh, nice. nice. Gosh. Oh, yeah. Why not? There's beaches there. Let me go down. (laughs) (laughs) What can I do? Can I help? (laughs) I'll volunteer. (laughs) No, but the thing, too, is the the great thing about, again, I'm pushing the athletics again, but the great thing about that is the lessons that we've learned um, and that we take it to other places, now you can instill in other people. And whether they choose to listen or not, I always believe that because you got to that platform, you might say 10 things to them and one thing might stick and that's yeah. all they really need to yeah. take it to the next level or that'll take them to a different part in their life and they're going to remember you for that. Yeah. So that's definitely a great thing. Absolutely. And, and speaking of kids, you're going down to what Broadway Loves Parkland on Monday, yes. right? You'll be in Fort Lauderdale. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a benefit concert for the Parkland survivors. Uh, like you said, it's called Broadway Loves Parkland and it's like, I think it's like 15 Broadway stars. It's a... Uh, a very successful Broadway producer who's uh, putting it together and I was lucky enough to be invited to that and I'm really excited. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a whole... That's a whole other story. <laughs> whole other interview. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we can find you and look for your updates um, on your Instagram or there's a website. Where can they like mm-hmm. get all on your Instagram updates? On Instagram for yeah. sure. Um, on Twitter. On Twitter, I... Oh, what I mostly do is just kind of retweet the Daily Show. Yeah. Because it's amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I love so, yeah. that so you actually good. learn a lot, honestly. Yeah. You actually learn a lot. Um, or, or, like, jokes, maybe. Mm. Or I'll, like, yeah. say... Like, I think last night I, I posted a tweet that said, um, have you guys seen Queer Eye on, on Netflix? Yeah, oh, my God. It's amazing. I literally cried every single episode. <laughs> so it's, like, another This Is Us? Kind of, nice. No, but like, but like in a in a good way. Yeah, like okay. it's happy tears. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna watch <laughs> it. I'm gonna tweet you. I'm gonna have a problem. After the first episode, she's gonna be like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> bet. So, um, but yeah, and I was like watching, it and I was like, oh man, when when Tan said, this is girlfriend yeah, saying, oh, when Tan said that the Crocs were the most uh, the hideous things he's ever seen, I was like, oh wow, amazing, I'm so happy. So that's kind of the things, the stupid things that I tweet, but mainly Instagram. Yeah. Um, not so much Facebook. I don't go on Facebook. Well, it's all for old people. And, exactly. And and 
how are you navigating this world of everything you tweet or say could be scrutinized? Has that have right. you had have have you had a, like a chilling effect with what you put out there in the last few years or no? Not in the last few years, but when I was training, I yeah. was they were super strict about like oh so like you can't do this and you can't do that. And now I don't care because I consider myself an activist and there's a lot of things that I will put out on purpose to make people mm-hmm. talk about, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah. and it's it's important like uh, I posted for the Equal Pay Day. I posted like two or three different pictures about like the actual difference, and and it's so many. It's so funny. So many people would like DM and be like, "Is this real? Is this true?" And I'm like, "Yeah, man. Yeah." <laughs> it's, That's awesome. Yeah. Getting out education. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> well, um, we are so thankful that you were able to join us here. Um, we are so looking forward to your projects. Thank you so much. Um, again. Uh, my name is Shaka Smith. You guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. Where can they find you, Miss TK Trinidad? <laughs> You can find me everywhere at TK Trinidad. <laughs> you can also catch me on TMZ talking some ish. Oh my god, I have a really good story to tell you guys tomorrow, so definitely Ooh. tune in to TMZ for sure. Why didn't you call me and bring me here tomorrow? <laughs> I'm Donna Leva, thank you so much, and we are signing out from <laughs> Black Hollywood Live. Yes. <laughs> yes. On that note, goodbye, guys. See you next time. Underneath the sun, Kevin We would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram it, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.